0: Been looking forward to my conversation this week with Martha Ridenauer from the Akron Beacon Journal as we put a lid on the Brown season with a win last Sunday. But certainly, and did not meet where we were all hoping to go like we did last year into the postseason. And, and Marla, thanks for, for joining me this morning. And I guess it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, yeah, there's certainly disappointment. When you look at this team, following this team each and every play from training camp into the end of the season, obviously the Baker injury and him playing through that injury has played a big part in this season. But what went wrong, in your opinion? A couple of items for the Browns in 21.
1: Well, after um, I just uh, wrote about this for this morning, um, and it was almost worse than I thought. Um, I would have to say the injuries to the offensive line. Um, they had seven different offensive line combinations this season. They only had their all-pro right tackle Jack Conklin for seven games. You had Blake Hance playing a guard who playing tackle on both the left and the right side. You know, Jed Wills had a bad year. I mean, I explored a lot of those things in the story I wrote today. I would say that actually contributed to Baker's poor play also because if he's worried that he's going to get hit, he's already hurt. You know, like my old famous skittish line from Jeff Garcia comes to mind. Um, You know, just I think that also kind of threw a monkey wrench into the – the offense, um, not the running game, but the passing game. Um, and I don't, I mean, I, obviously there are other issues, but I just think the Jarvis Landry wasn't the same after Odell left town. Um, I know he had knee issues, but the receiving core was, a, that was to me almost more disappointment, disappointing than Baker because, you, Baker was hurt. You knew what was wrong with him. You know, these receivers, I, they were so erratic. The tight, I would put the tight end core in there with that, too. Um, those probably would be my top two non-quarterback related. And I would probably throw in the special teams as a close third.
0: Marlo, let me ask you this. Kevin Stefanski a year ago was the NFL, what, coach of the year after a terrific season last year. Uh, a lot of question marks about his play calling. Maybe he was trying to cover up for, like you said, the offensive line and some of the other inadequacies with his with his offense. But you watching the team, what about Coach Stefanski in year two?
1: Well, I still, I mean, he's not going anywhere. I still think he's going to be a good coach. I almost feel like this was his rookie year. I mean, there were – and the other part of that is, you know, with COVID in the past, the previous season, you know, there weren't a whole lot of people in the building. You know, that now you've got people all over, people probably chirping in his ear. I mean, and there were so many, like I said, injuries and you're de- trying to deal with Baker on a weekly basis. I, I feel like there was a lot more adversity this year, and I – not that he didn't um handle it well i mean i don't think he's going to give up the play calling if you want to go down that road um unless he was forced to and that would sort of harken back to the old marty schottenheimer when art modell wanted him to fire his brother and he you know he basically you know said fire me instead you know that, that's not going to happen i i i do think this was a huge learning year. For For Stefanski and but I still think he's the same calm strong um, admirable man that you can look up to I, I don't that hasn't changed my opinion about him
0: well this is Marla Ridenauer from the Akron Beacon Journal looking at the Browns season the area too and I don't know if it's at the top of the list but I don't know if you're in there with me or not but I thought the defense was a little disappointing to me with the draft capital and the free agent signings that we put into that defense. And I know we had our injuries over there as well, but we had a difficult time stopping the run and getting off the field on third downs. I guess I was expecting more at a defense that got a lot of attention during the offseason of 21. Well, I'll
1: tell you this. I mean, I have a feeling that there's going to be an interesting discussion in that front office about whether you need a defensive tackle or a wide receiver in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, Malik McDowell obviously hadn't played since 2016. I, it sounds to me from what Joe Woods said that they're they believe in him, even though you know he only played on a one year deal that he would come back. But I think. Malik Jackson. I know he's been to a Super Bowl. He provides leadership, but I, I just don't think they were tough enough inside in the at the tackle positions. And I think maybe you don't want to use a first rounder on that. But I think that has that had a lot to do with the run defense. Um, and you know, you the even the backup t- uh, defensive tackles, I didn't really show me much. Although, you know, I love Tommy Togi. I. I interested to see how he comes along. I thought he was a steal in the draft from Ohio State, so we'll see if maybe he can make a leap and when he's had a get the full offseason in the NFL program.
0: Marla, a lot of times in off seasons there's drama. Boy, we're seeing it all around the NFL right now, from the Giants to to the Dolphins for sure. Those two teams getting a lot of attention. The Browns right now, they didn't make the playoffs. It doesn't look like a lot of drama heading their way as far as coaches, whether we're going to lose any or add any, uh, maybe some trades. I don't know. And that's where I want to go with this. Do you expect a lot of movement, a lot of news around the Browns in the off seasons? Of course, except for the free agency season and the draft, you're always going to get that type of thing. But besides that, do you expect much for the Browns? Well, there's an awful lot of free one
1: guys that played on one-year deals. So yeah. you've got to you're gonna have that. I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I'm. A, I'm with you. I don't see any like huge like coaching or major upheavals here. But you still have this Baker elephant hanging over everything. Like I do think they're gonna, despite what all was said the other day, Monday and Tuesday, I still think they're gonna explore their options at quarterback. So. I think that Browns are going to be at the forefront of the news just because of that. I mean, how you're going to? I mean, Fred Greetham asked a great question the other day about how do you sniff around your options without that, you know, damaging your relationship with Baker and you know creating issues. Um, but I think they're they're going to check it out. So. I would expect, and you know how these things leak out these days, I would expect the Browns to be in a lot of the the news, and Baker is sort of a news magnet, so um, it's not going to be super quiet. In fact, it it could be, because of that, one of the most headline-grabbing off seasons we've ever seen.
0: Mm, Very interesting. I agree with you. The Baker situation, he's got one year left, right? Over $18 Uh He's getting the surgery, so he's got to rehab. The Browns, I don't know if it's a draft or a free agent or whatever it might be. How do they feel about Case Keenum? Obviously, Coach Stefanski feels comfortable with him.
1: Well, I wouldn't say that exactly. If you didn't (laughs) want to sit Baker, if you thought you could Better chance to win with a banged-up Baker than a Case Keenum. I don't know how – I would expect them to bring in – I still think they're bringing in someone to challenge Baker and some – to put more pressure on Baker, no matter – maybe you can't get – like, Nate had a great story last weekend about – with a salary cap guy, Joel Corey, who called the big fish, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers – you know, Russell Wilson, those kinds. If you can't get there's three big fish, I still expect them to bring in someone. Um now the possibilities don't really wow me. I mean I'm still in the Derek Carr camp, but after you, you see him play it more and more and in the playoffs, I, I don't I think the Raiders would be crazy to let him go. But I think they're gonna bring somebody in. I really do. I mean maybe it's Marcus Mariota. I mean my My instincts tell me it's going to be someone younger, like they're going to look around for other second-string quarterbacks who might not have been able to flourish and see if they can develop one. I I think they're they're bringing in someone in my – I don't think Case will be back, but that's just my opinion.